hello and welcome to our podcast. We hope it encourages and inspires you. Please head to our website for more information on what is happening at Ashburton New Life or to get in touch. One of our team would love to talk to you. Here's today's message. Good morning. Thank you, everyone. Welcome to church. Um, Laura, I just really felt as I was sitting there that God is going to use your praise and your dance to really witness to young girls. And I think that the foot that you have in intermediate is going to lead you in a really powerful way to do more with the young girls because they look up to you a lot. So Lord, I just pray for blessing over Laura right now, Father. I pray that wherever she places her foot, blessing would come, Lord. And I just pray that she would be such a massive influence to the young girls and the young Islander girls that she works with Father, may she bless your kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen. So my name is Ruby and I'm the youth pastor here at Ashburton New Life Church and I also am a 24-7 youth worker at Ashburton College and Ashburton Intermediate. Um, me and my husband Jeremy have been married for three years and we have a one-year-old son called Ezra who we absolutely love and adore. So for the last few weeks, most of you will be aware that we've started a a sermon series called Women of the Bible. And for myself, being a young wahine in New Zealand makes me very excited that as a church, we can stop, reflect and honour those that have gone before us. But especially honour and reflect on the women that have gone before us because women are amazing and we can learn so much from them. Being in a job where I work with a lot of young girls, I teach a lot of these girls to stand up for themselves. I encourage girls to find their voice when usually it's been forced shut or their voice has actually been taken away from them. Lies have been put into their head. No one will believe you over me. You're just a young girl. What are you going to do about it? So I feel very, very proud to be in a church that champions young girls to speak use their gifts and talents that God has given them. I want more young girls to see that we get women in church to speak. We honour the women of the Bible because they had a purpose and they had value. When no one else seen it, Jesus did and he called it out of them. There's no one God won't use. So as you can tell, I am very, very passionate about women and it's a massive honour for me to be asked to speak on a woman from the Bible and to close this series. So today my message is going back to the Old Testament in 2 Samuel chapter 20. This is probably one of the most unusual and overlooked stories from the Old Testament, but this woman was a hero. So 2 Samuel chapter 20. At that place there was a man named Sheba. Sheba was a worthless troublemaker. He was a rebel. Sheba blew his trumpet to gather all the Israelites together and he said, We have no share in David. We have no part in the son of Jesse. Israel, let's all go home. So the Israelites left King David and followed Sheba. So here we have a man named Sheba, a massive troublemaker, and the Bible actually calls him a worthless troublemaker, a rebel wanting to cause some issues and cause a split between King David's people. Sheba obviously had the gift of the gab and managed to get enough authority for these men to trust him because he actually did create a split within a once united tribe. King David wasn't very happy about this and I can actually relate to that being a leader, having someone you trust come in and try cause division. It really hurts. 
I work so hard for unity and to have someone come in and twist the truth is really, really frustrating and a lot of people can get hurt. So I can imagine how David was feeling. He would be hurt, frustrated and angry. So in verse 6, David says to his soldiers, go chase Sheba and kill him. Now I know I'm savage, but I'm not that savage. David says, hurry and get him before he gets into the city's walls. If he gets into the well-protected cities, we won't be able to get him. So David identifies Sheba as extremely dangerous and a manipulative man. David says, you need to go take him out. He's full of rebellion. He's worthless. He only has negative motives. So Joab, one of the head leaders, gathers together some of the soldiers and they run after Sheba to carry out David's plan of his death. In verse 14, Sheba passed through the tribes of Israel and arrived at a city called Abel. So Sheba managed to get out, to outrun all of the soldiers and he entered into a town called Abel. Amazingly, the people that lived in Abel welcomed Sheba into this city. They embraced him. They gave him refuge. They decided they would protect him and proceeded to lock up the city, close the gates, raise the walls and reinforce everything to keep him safe. So when Joab and his soldiers finally arrived at Abel, they couldn't get into the city. Joab asked the gatekeepers for Sheba, the rebel that was inside their city. The gatekeepers didn't seem concerned. They kept the city locked and protected Sheba. So Joab gets his men to take these massive battery rams, and the Bible says they began to ram the walls, ram the gates. There would have been nonstop noise for 24 hours a day. Day and night, battery rams are hitting your city. Mighty men were pulling stones out of the wall to try and make it fall down. These men were on a mission and they weren't going to stop until the job was done. Put yourselves in those shoes of the people for a moment. The people living in that city during that time. The walls are shaking, dust is landing all over your home, all over your laundry, constant noise that wakes up your children. Trust me. Nothing makes a sleep-deprived mum more angry than lawnmowers, dogs barking, or the postie coming to deliver your online shopping. So I can only imagine the sound of battering rams and men taking out the stones from the walls, the grunting, the yelling, the shaking of the gates. There would have been no end in sight for the noise. I also put myself in the shoes of the mums, constantly resettling your um, baby because at 2am, at 3am, at 4am, 24-7, these battery rams are constantly slamming into your city. But then, deep inside, also knowing that when those walls and gates do come down, your life, your family's lives are all at risk. There is going to be death within that city. That would have been a really uneasy feeling to have to sit with. I think fear, anxiety, probably a bit of depression, all of those would have been present for a lot of people during that time. But then in verse 16, we can read, there was a very wise woman in that city who shouted out to them and said, listen to me, tell Joab to come here. I want to talk to him. Joab went to the woman and she asked him, are you Joab? He said, yes, I am. Then the woman said, listen to me. 
Job replied, I'm listening. Every woman, you need to say amen. A man that will listen. <laughs> then the woman said, in the past, people would, people would say, ask for help in Abel and you will get what you need. I am one of many peaceful and loyal people in this town. I am a mother in Israel. You are trying to destroy an important city of Israel. Why do you want to destroy something that belongs to the Lord? The Bible very clearly says she is a wise woman. She saw and she heard what was going on and she noticed that nobody was addressing it. Her family was in danger. Her city was in danger. Her life was in danger. And she said to herself, well, if nobody else is going to do it, I'll do something. So in verse 20, Job answered, I don't want to destroy anything. I don't want to ruin your city, but there is a, a man named Sheba in your city that your people are letting dwell there, and he's rebelled against King David. Bring him to me, and I will leave your city alone. In Abel, God's people were under attack. They were surrounded and getting hit from every direction. And I know, like, I found that in my life, in my walk with Jesus, the battering rams are against me. And I think some of you might feel that today, that the battering rams are against your home, they're against your health, they're against your marriage, they're against your visa, they're against your kids, they're against your business. It's not one area of your life that you're feeling attacked, it's multiple areas. It's tiring, you've had enough. And I think this story is really good to reflect on because when this happens, we need to be like this wise woman and ask, why? Why is this happening? What is potentially in me, in my home, in my family that needs to leave? What is taking refuge in my life that the king doesn't want here? And so what this wise woman decides to do is she says, I'm going to become responsible. I'm sure there were judges in a male-dominated society. I'm sure there would have been male leaders there that were supposed to take charge. I'm sure that there were elders that were meant to be sitting at the gate making the decisions, but they weren't doing anything. So this woman, this wise woman, says, I'm going to be responsible. If no man will do it, I will do it. I'm not going to let my family perish. I'm not going to let my home perish. I'm not going to let my loved ones perish. I am stepping up and becoming a responsible woman. So she went out to the gates and said, hear me, Joab. 2 Samuel 20 verse 19. I am one of them that is peaceful and faithful in Israel. I am a mother in Israel. Have you noticed how she gives herself the title of I am a mother in Israel? She's implying that she's taking responsibility of her whole nation. I'm taking responsibility for my city. I'm taking responsibility for my family. I wish there was a man that would do it, but since there's no man stepping up, I'm going to take responsibility. She said, I am a mother of Israel, and I'm concerned about my children and my children's children. I'm concerned about the battering rams that are destroying the walls and destroying the gates, destroying all that God has blessed us with. I am concerned because I am a responsible woman. What I love about this wise woman the Bible talks about is not only is she responsible, but she's extremely respectful. She respected Joab and his authority. She spoke respectfully to him. She spoke respectfully about her dwelling place, about her city. 
she goes out to Joab and says, let me tell you about my city that you're trying to destroy. Let me tell you what you're willing to wipe out with those battery rams. Let me tell you what kind of place this is. She tells Joab that there's a parable about this city, that if you have questions, you can bring them to this bring them to Abel, and there'll be the end of the matter. Your questions will get answered here. This is a place where confused and lost people come and find direction and hope. The problem solver is here. Marriages are being put back together here. Addicts are being free. Families are being restored. People are filing healing and freedom. She is respectfully standing up for her home and the people in it. She's saying, I respect this place and I respect the work of God and what he's doing here. I think it's really easy to lose respect, especially towards authority, when in your mind they aren't stepping up or they aren't making a stand. And I think when you lose respect, something will lift off your life. She was a responsible woman and she was a respectful woman. When I think of another woman of the Bible with huge respect, it's Sarah. Sarah was married to Abraham. He was far from the perfect man. He was full of flaws. The Lord instructed him to leave their home and go to a new place that he had prepared for them. So as they were um, approaching the Egypt border, he said to his wife, Hey, these men are going to think you're really beautiful and they're going to want to kill me so they can have you. And she was like, oh, radio. And so what they did is when they arrived at this border, he said, oh, no, 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 not my wife, it's my sister. So they would spare his life and treat him well so because they would be interested in her. I'll tell you what, if Jeremy sold me off to be his sister, I would think, wow, what a coward, what a liar, I'm your wife. <laughs> and so um, Abraham exchanged Sarah to the king for his life and for wealth, yet the Bible says later she called him with so much respect, she called him Lord. Sarah didn't lose respect for him, and blessings come when you respect authority. So don't lose respect for authority. She was a responsible woman. She was a respectful woman. And thirdly, this is my favorite bit, she was a ruthless woman. So she said to Joab, why are you destroying the city? He said, I don't have a problem with your city. I don't have a problem with your home. I don't have a problem with you or your family, but I have a problem with what you've allowed to take refuge in your life. You've allowed a rebel or rebellion to come in. And because you've let this rebellion come in, we're going to tear this whole city down. We really aren't after your whole city. We just want Sheba. Joab then goes to say, you know what? If you get me that rebel and turn him over to us, then we won't have an issue. The battering rams against your family, against your home, against your marriage, everything will stop. All this is about is there's something in your city that shouldn't be there and it's time to deal with it. So now this is my favorite part of the story. This is in verse 20. This wise woman didn't get all squeamish. She didn't get all girly about it. She got ruthless. She says to Job, you got yourself a deal. I'll tell you what I do. She said, you wait out here and look up into the sky. And when you see his head flying over the wall, you'll know we've dealt with rebellion. Now that's one fired up woman. <laughs> She's getting ruthless. 
So the Bible says in verse 21, she went and she rallied to get the people. But I was actually thinking, would men back there have listened to a woman? Would they really listen to a woman's opinion when they were all comfortable with Sheba living there? So I think she went to her best friends, her girlfriends, and she said, ladies, we have a problem and it's time to deal with it. Our mama bear is coming out to protect our children. So the next thing you know, Joab is out there and he sees a head flying over the wall. He blows his trumpet. He says, thank you very much. The king is well pleased with you. You have his blessing. And all of a sudden, the battering rams stop. I find this such an incredible story of a woman getting her courage to find her voice and making a stand for her nation, for her city, for her family. But I also think it's an incredible story that we can apply to our lives today because we all have things inside us taking refuge that God wants to deal with. The reason why the enemy has these battering rams against our life and trying to destroy us is because we can be too easy on sin. We have too much sympathy for gossip, too much sympathy for lies, for unforgiveness, for bitterness. We have to get its head and we have to throw it out of our homes and throw it out of our lives. The Bible also talked about a king called Sosiah. He was a mean and nasty king that went around murdering people. And people were getting sick of it and they wanted to kill him, so he ran away. One day while he was out running away from the soldiers, he barged into this tent of this girl called Jael. He barged in and said, I'm coming in whether you like it or not. I need some rest. Go get me some food and a drink. Now, don't talk to a woman like that. (laughs) Jael was shocked and was quite stunned that this random man would just enter her tent. And then she recognized him as the king and said, aren't you King Sosiah that everyone is looking for? Because you've been causing some trouble. He goes, yeah, I am. And what are you going to do about it, woman? She keeps quiet and goes to get him food and a drink. And she said to the king, why don't you lay down and take a nap? I'll keep watch and let you know if anyone is approaching. The king says, that's a good idea, woman. That's all you're good for anyway, because you certainly aren't a threat to me. So the king lays down and gets into a beautiful deep sleep. Jael goes outside and gets her tent peg. She places it on his temple and rams it through his head. Jael wasn't happy with what took refuge in her home and she dealt with the problem. I feel like we need more women and more mothers of Israel to stand up and keep hammering in prayer, hammering and fasting and saying, you're getting out of my family. You're getting out of my home. I'm not going to let drugs win. I'm not going to let pornography win. I'm not going to let unforgiveness win. I'm not going to let how tear my family to pieces. This is going over the wall. I have the power and victory in Jesus. It wasn't a mighty man. It was a woman, a housewife, a mum, a mighty woman of God. We have authority, women of God. We need to step up and get ruthless with devils and demons and say, I have no sympathy for division in my family. I'm throwing you over the wall. 
Ladies, it's time to step up and be that all God has called us to be, to stop undermining the power that is in us as mums and wives and aunties and sisters. While you're doing the dishes, pray and, and intercede for your children, intercede for your husband. Gladie, I love what you shared last week about going into the boys' room and praying for them. Like, what a mum. That's so powerful. And men, it's time for you to step up too. You're called to lead and guard and protect. All of us here have authority and the capability to throw some things over the wall today. We have the power through Jesus to take our captivity captive. Could you please come up, Jono? This morning or this afternoon, whatever time it is, you can say to addiction, get out. I'm throwing you over the wall. You can say to bitterness, offence, unforgiveness, get out. I'm throwing you over the wall today because this is the place where problems are solved. The problem solver is here. You can destroy the voice of intimidation this morning. You can throw the head of depression over the wall and you can walk in joy. You can throw fear over the wall and walk in peace. You can throw the head of rejection over the wall and stand knowing that you are loved, you're accepted and you're wanted in the kingdom of God. When we stop and take a look at what is taking refuge inside of us, we can be like this wise woman and take responsibility, act respectfully and be ruthless. When we do this, love, answers, healing, restoration, Miracles come and the battering rams can stop. I really felt like God placed on my heart, if you all want to stand with me this morning, when I was driving to church, I just felt like God wanted us to be still and just to be still and take a look inside. And if there's anything in our lives that is taking refuge that the King isn't pleased with, we need to deal with that. And trust me, when I was driving here today, I had to throw some things out the window. <laughs> So if you find something taking refuge, the, 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 there's prayer up here. Prayer is powerful, especially when two or more are gathered. This wise woman that we've learned about today wouldn't have been able to capture Sheba by herself, but with a group of people united, it was possible and they got him. When life gets hard, make sure you surround yourself with friends and good mentors that will help protect and inspire you, that will stand with you in prayer and won't stop praying until the situation is undone. So this morning, I just want to take a moment for you to examine your heart and say, God, if there's some Sheba living inside of me, may you identify that to me right now, Lord. May I take it captive and throw it over the wall so I can walk in freedom. I can walk in hope. I can walk in forgiveness. So Lord, as we examine our hearts right now, Lord, I just pray that you would prompt us if there's anything taking refuge that you're not proud of or that you don't want, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.